0: Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. I'm it's Voss here from the ChrisVossShow.com. There you go. I'm I need to hear to do the intro too. My voice is cracking, so there you go. Welcome to the show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys being here. Thanks for tuning in as always. Go to refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com forward says Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com forward says Chris Foss. Subscribe to that big LinkedIn newsletter and the 130,000 LinkedIn group over there, Chris Foss, Facebook.com, and Chris Foss one on the TikTokity. We have another great author on the show. She's a multi book author. She's got a lot of books that she's put out. Her latest came out January 23rd, 2023, and I believe it's an 11th edition update. It's called Fashion. For profit, Frances Harder is on the show with us today. She's the author of the book, and we're going to be talking about her and some of her insights, what she's learned over life, et cetera, et cetera. She's also the CEO and founder of Fashion for Profit. She's authored and published a series of books dealing with this with starting a fashion business. Fashion for Profit is in its eleventh edition. Costing for Profit is in its third edition. Brand building for Profit is in its third edition and downloadable all the forms for profit are industry focused texts used both by new companies and for further education programs she's a consultant to the united nations assisting businesses like peru alpaca products nepal cashmere products and assisting egyptian apparel manufacturer Enter the market, US market. She consults and speaks internationally on product development, branding, merchandising, sustainability, costing, production, and entering the US market. Welcome to the
1: show. How are you, Francis? Thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you for coming. We really appreciate it. Give us all your dot coms. Where do you want people to follow you on the interwebs?
1: My website is fashionforprofit.com. I'm um, also on Instagram, Facebook, the usual places. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you probably can find them easily, I would think.
0: There you go. So give us a 30,000 overview of this book. It, this is a revised book, I think, updated book. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, the first edition was I wrote 20 years ago when I was a professor at Otis College of Art and Design and teaching fashion design. And mm-hmm. I realized that we were not t- teaching enough business. So that's Ah. where the incentive came from, to create a class. And then from the class, the book um, was evolved.
0: There you go. So tell us a little bit about your history of how you got into fashion. What got you down this road? How'd you grow up? And what influenced you?
1: I'm originally from Manchester in England. And my father was a textile chemist for ICI and invented some interesting things for rainproofing jackets Mm -hmm. and things. My mother was a fashion designer for her uncle, for her brother in Nottingham. So you could say it's probably in my blood, but I studied fashion design in Manchester and then from there went on to, you know, get jobs and move on and asked to go back teaching from the university I graduated from. So suddenly I had a dual career of both teaching and also being in the industry, which has been quite a journey.
0: What drew you to fashion?
1: I really wanted to be a graphic designer, to tell you the truth. My brother was, and my father said, my mother actually said, she said, oh, no, she said, do do fashion design. You can always sew for your children. So, you know, that, that kind of made me change in my, you know, 18 years old to go to college, and I did study art for the first year, and then you had to go for the next three years into a dedicated program, which was, for me, fashion design.
0: There you go. i like the cover of the book. It's a young lady wearing a dress. It's a very good looking dress, but it's a it's $100 bill design. So there you go. Fashion for profit. There you go. <laughs> and you talk about sustainable design concept to apparel manufacturing and retailing, a complete guide for professionals. So do you walk, give, give us more of a deeper dive on that and how you help people and, and what they can use that guide for.
1: The guide basically lays out what you need to be thinking about when you're starting. You've got this brilliant idea. Where's it going to go? And mm-hmm. you know, who's, how are you going to pay for it? A lot of people don't realise that it costs money to start a business. So mm-hmm. you know, I always sort of try to lay out. Okay, you've got your sampling to do. You've got to buy the fabrics. You know, so it's going to add up. So the more you know, then the less possibility of you making mistakes and losing money. So. You know, I've seen so many people who come into this industry and have no idea or they may have an idea, but they don't understand the financial side. So the book takes you through everything you need to the overview and then the legal side, what you need to, to prepare. And then on top of that, laying out the descriptions of the production process. Now, you mentioned sustainability, which I was just on my phone call with somebody and they're doing transparency for for sustainability because you know people can say oh yeah my product's sustainable now they want to be able to track it and make sure that Mm -hmm. it is actually sustainable so Mm -hmm. there are there's many many changes it's i would say chris actually over the last few years it's accelerated to the point where it's almost a different industry the stores are not selling as much the big department stores as you probably heard a lot of them are closing yeah they're they canceled orders in China, so there were warehouses full of goods that were ready to be shipped. And my Chinese friend in, who has a factory in China, he had to close the factory. You know, wow. the impact of what's happening is really being infected all around the world. So the, you really need to really have an understanding of how the industries change and how it's going to affect you. And I do say to new companies, it's actually a good time to start a business because... We're seeing people buying smaller quantities, the stores, retailers, and you can sell direct now. So you don't have to have that 120% markup. If you're selling at wholesale price at 50 and they're selling that store, we're selling at 120. If you can sell it for 50, you're going to have a better audience. So there are, and you're more nimble as well when you're starting out. So there are some very good opportunities for new companies if you've got the right idea.
0: There you go. And so there's no room for error. So much as maybe there used to be before, with some of the consolidation you're talking about, that's really interesting. I know, I know, sustainability is a big deal, especially with the younger generations and what they're buying. I think what's the other thing? Child workers and stuff. There's sometimes you, know, you see companies get in trouble for that worker exploitation of young workers. I think you know that seems to be a big deal. And being able to trace the sustainability factors and you know who's working on them from front to back is, I guess, is a big deal as well.
1: Yes, you know, there's a very good example of having a good business, and that's with Los Angeles Apparel, um, yeah. Dove Charney, his factory downtown. He work, They work in teams, so you'll see like Mildred's team, and they'll have a flag, and they'll show you Mildred's earning $17 an hour, and, you know, another one over here, which is earning, you know, something similar. But what they're also doing, he's printing the picture of the sewer in the backs of the garment. So you oh, can see what really? Mildred so that you know so it kind of puts
0: it oh. personal. It's pretty good there you go i don't know if i don't know if i want somebody looking over my shoulder though all the time that no that that makes, that makes sense there you know who you know who made your shirt so if it starts coming unraveled you know who to call for <laughs> you go back
1: it's, for
0: the night darn it bob I have to look at you every time I take my shirt off. So there you go. So basically someone who's interested in entering the fashion business, navigating all the pitfalls or avoiding, you know, navigating to avoid the pitfalls, I should say, you don't want to hit the pitfalls. They can grab your book and they can go through a front to back guide on beginning to end on how to build fashion for profit. Anything more you want to tease out on that book? And I want to, I want to touch on some of your other books.
1: Basically, you know, it's on this 11th edition, so I do update it, and I've added the sustainability aspect. It Also, I've written a teacher's guide, so if uh, professors or teachers wish to use it, I've written a guide for a 12-week or a 16-week classes with everything in it, with quizzes and everything like that.
0: Now, I noticed on your website you have forms and consultancy. Is that is that program, that multi-week program, is that the FPP, or is that a separate thing?
1: The forms are what we used to have them on a CD. So when you bought the package, you would get the CD with all the forms, the contracts and everything. Of course, no one's got CD players anymore now. So we just email them electronically, the 50-odd forms. that has got, you know, cost sheets and your tech packs and all the forms you need legally, those types of things. People don't realize that you have to have in California and in New York a manufacturer's license. So... That's uh-huh. usually something that could be a problem.
0: There you go. Definitely. So let's talk about some of your other books that you have up here that are on your site. You have brand building for profit and costing for profit. Does costing play into the fashion sense of it? Oh, hell yeah. Or is it just um, for any business?
1: No, it's for fashion. So it, it mm-hmm. I mean clothing. And it lays out what you need to be thinking about for your cost sheet, whether you know you. Putting in your overheads and how much yardage, how much it's costing to sew it. So you have to have a good cost sheet to realize what's your markup so that you can make some money from it. So Mm -hmm. doing a cost sheet, not just estimating, very, very important.
0: There you go. Yeah, you've got to know what your costs are. Otherwise, you know, you can spend a lot of money. There's probably a lot of fashion people that have have done that wrong where they get a lot of rising costs and then they, they end up filming the football. Your other book is branding, brand building for profit. Is that targeted again towards the fashion industry?
1: It's basically the, both of them are smaller accompanying books to the main book and it's written, they're written in very sort of simple terms. So the branding is what you need to be thinking about when you think of, What's your name of the company? How are you going to think of a logo? How are you going to think about promoting your brand, obviously, is very important. You know, when they come up and they choose a name like a French name, you know, if you can't say it, they're not going to remember it. So That's you true. think of brands that you know are really, really good, you can understand them. You know, you've got Nike and whatever, you know, all these names that roll off your tongue. But mm-hmm. if it's something, you know, mama whatever it's not going to work so yeah think of names that people will resonate against and hopefully will pick up and remember
0: there you go you know I, it's funny i i can think of one company that i really enjoy and i love their sound service but their name is kobas which is actually french they're for their french company but they're worldwide now like spotify or apple music or title who's also a big thing. And they have some of the highest quality high-res music in the world. But, you know, for the longest time, I couldn't pronounce their name. And it's Q-O-B-U-Z. And I'm like, I don't even know how to tell my friends that I like this. But you bring up a massive point when you name companies, because I'll see that in restaurants. I'll see that at all sorts of businesses when I walk around. Like, I don't know how to pronounce your name. And even then, it's so insanely complicated. I don't know how to spell it for people. And then, you know, you want, like you said, that word of mouth where you can say, hey, you know, hey, go over to my favorite place, Italian joint, you know, everybody, like everyone can remember Olive Garden, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you've got something that's really complicated, you know, go over to Hawaii, Hawaii, you know, I don't know, you just, you, you make up some sort of whatever, but, you know, we see those and I see those in business all the time. And I'm like. I can't even remember their names to like Google them. Like, where's that restaurant I wanted to go to? I drove by the other day. I I, I can't Google. I can't remember the name. And so, yeah, brand building is so important in everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, in fashion, too, in fashion too, you're
0: in fashion too. you a brand because online you really have to be a brand, right? You have to develop your Instagram and your TikTokity and all that other stuff.
1: Yeah, and I also advise them to hook up to some nonprofit that you can maybe donate to. That way they would possibly help you also with your own marketing because they will market you on their site. If you're mm-hmm. donating goods or money or portion of your sales, then that's another good thing to think about.
0: Definitely, definitely. And <laughs> it's, it's funny, like you see people that do these other these branding mistakes and you're just like, I don't know, I don't know how that's going to work out. And sometimes I'll see them go out of business. So tell us about some of the offerings that you have on your website. I, I see there's some here. You've got some events, the FPP, which we mentioned, and uh, forms and stuff. Tell us about what the, some of the offerings are and what you help people with there. Bes-
1: besides the business startup package, which is the three books, and the forms when like next week is a big show in Vegas. So I'm gonna be there for three days presenting seminars for Magic in their sourcing zone, which is it's a lovely yeah. show. It's a big show. It's a huge show. It is, it is, yeah. it's at the convention center. It's amazing. They do that
0: two times a year now? Didn't you two see times, in August? Yeah. Yeah.
1: February and August. February and there August. There you go. So it's a great time to network and to sort of source your goods and meet people who could possibly help you. And so I recommend anyone thinking about going. And they also do amazing educational seminars during while you're there, which I will be doing. I'll have a booth as well. So there's, you know, a lot going on. So it's a good way for you to meet people. The end of February, they've got the textile show in L.A. So mm-hmm. I'll be doing some sessions for them as well. There you go. Um, it's going there to you be 3 buildings.
0: Do do you know the booth number you'll be at off the top of your head we can give it on the show
1: No when you, when you come in the door for sourcing I'm right there you can't miss, miss it actually Oh
0: you're right by the door that's smart yeah. that's smart get that door well, that's they, usually...
1: they, put, they put me there
0: <laughs> Oh there you go well that that's a bit of luck cuz usually that's the first like when we do shows and go interview CEOs and stuff that's usually you know we usually Turn to the right or turn to the left, and whichever booth is kind of most interesting, and then we just kind of work the room in a, in a circular pattern or semicircle or a verse circle. But so that's a good place to be. Plus, they can't leave without walking by your booth. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Just get just get yourself a vaudeville hook so you can grab them and say, "Hey, you just have to stop here, or else you don't get to go through." Put a couple of big bouncers by the door and say, "Have you talked to this lady yet?" Okay, you can't leave until you do so there you go Put a up, <laughs> there you go there you go you can you know just just uh, just uh, i don't know there's a few jokes there. so on the events the fpp that's the magic show correct
1: that's one the of the events show.
0: yeah okay one mm-hmm. of the events. so i see i see you've got a whole schedule of stuff up here so you've got the los angeles fabric show you've got the magic and some domestic production we were just talking i guess on do- domestic production in august You're speaking about nearshoring or was this in the last year? Nearshoring, yeah, we were talking about last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we were. Uh, we had the CEO of CES show, CTA, Gary Shapiro appears on the show every year, and we were talking about nearshoring, and I think w- there might be some stuff that's in my book, and uh, it, really interesting and in what's going on there. Let me ask you this, because we've we've talked about on the show about what's going on with nearshoring. Are you seeing more stuff move from China to to Mexico? I think is what's uh, Mexico and Vietnam. I think are and and India are picking up stuff now.
1: Yeah, but the Chinese are building the factories in Vietnam, so it's still Chinese. But, but nearshoring and domestic, definitely, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on with that. And as far as, could be Colombia, could mm-hmm. be Guatemala, of course. And then you've got speed to market because people are wanting the deliveries that they're ordering more often, shorter or smaller orders more often. So if you can nearshore, that means that you have the possibility of getting the goods shipped to you in a, in a timely manner yeah. having it made domestically of course is ideal yeah. but you probably will agree with me on this and, and i find it pretty sad that we've not invested in our own infrastructure yeah. we basically invested in other countries in infrastructure by, by buying cheap goods right so yeah. it's really sad to see which was a vibrant industry downtown la and mm-hmm. they you know, the buildings are so old that you, you've got really old infrastructure, you can hardly get a truck down the back alley. And it's time that they invested in their own infrastructure. I know some companies are building brand new factories with robot sewers. So there's some very good innovation going on. But, of course, that all takes investment, and you've got oh, yeah. to find the, the investors to do that.
0: Yeah, so do you see maybe artificial intelligence, AI, or more robotics changing the industry i mean imagine you know robotics might be able to sew something faster i don't know if oh, better yeah. would be They're true definitely, but,
1: that's already there and they you can know,
0: go 24 yeah. hours a day they don't get tired so yep. unless they yep. blow a fuse
1: or a gasket yep big, big changes
0: yeah there you go i blow a gasket every friday around here but that's just fridays
1: <laughs> just need a big <laughs> yeah. drink
0: Ah, there you go. There you go. If you have too much to drink, you will blow ask gasket. I won't explain that joke. <laughs> well, I said,
1: "Have a drink." <laughs>
0: there, you go. there you go. There you go. She is not advocating for alcoholism. Neither am I, because I drank pretty hard for twenty years. But so there you go. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, artificial intelligence AI seems to be speedlining a lot of stuff, slimming down timelines. The biggest problem we seem to be seeing ever since COVID is. You know supply chain issues that's i just about spit out my drink when you said that china's building the, the off the near shoring in, in vietnam <laughs> it's like, yeah. i was like that i guess that just makes sense right
1: guess, africa, africa too
0: in africa that's yeah true. they've been dominating in in and and resource claiming yeah. in africa for decades now and you know, I mean, if you don't pay them back, they just take your port back or your airport. It's <laughs> like repossessing it. You're like, wait, what? But uh, I mean, that's the way they roll. But uh, you know, I, I maybe they just buy the whole continent there. Maybe it's up for sale. Somebody should because there's a lot of resources there. If it wasn't for AIDS, that the, that continent would have been just a just a thriving economy by now. But AIDS wiped out. I think it was one in three people or one in four people. Twenty five percent of their population, in through right? the '80s and. Yeah, in Africa, and and it just crippled the future of that country, which was sad because they have so many resources, they have so much stuff they can do there, and of course the civil wars don't help at all either. So there you go. I I know you know Mexico is supposed to become a place for off, for near shoring, and you know anything to bring the cost down from what it takes. You know the the Houthis little battles we're having and dealing with right now. If you're watching this video years from now, you know that's raising the cost of shipping goods to the united states and, and other places around the world and right. i'm sure it's going to raise the cost of things and then of course one of the other factors is is uh, the cost of hiring people to do stuff you know here in america we have we're we have a shortage of american workers so the cost of hiring workers is going through the roof so it'll be interesting what final offerings and stuff do you do a one-on-one consulting or coaching or anything on your on the service you provide to people
1: oh okay. Yeah. And in fact, if you at the show and you buy the package, I give you like 30 minutes free consultation to sort oh, of help you. them get going. And then if they're interested, they can buy the package and mm-hmm. I can work with them for a certain amount of time or whatever. Some of the people I'm still working with. So it's great.
0: There you go. There you go. So give us your final pitch out to people to order up the books, reach out to you to work with you in the future.
1: Yes. If anyone's interested, they can check out my website, fashionforprofit.com. And I will be in Vegas, as you say, and you can reach out and through email if you want or through the contact to the, my email is Francis at Fashion for And as far as new, peop, new, new people starting out, if you're coming with training, that's great. But also you need to understand the business side. Often they don't. How to make a cost sheet is really important. For those coming with business development, it's also important that they understand what is happening within the clothing industry, where best to go. I mean, I had people come to me for consulting and one lady came in, she was a banker and she wanted to do more interesting clothing for women in banking and professional wear. And she spent 58,000 on having samples made and she rolled them in to show me. And it was like, oh my God, you can't use any of these. It was made so badly. So one thing I would stress is Please check out whoever it is that you're working with. Get references. Find out who they've worked with before and check them out. And that goes for everybody, whether it's someone sewing for you or if you eventually are looking for sales, you need to find a sales rep. Check them out. Go and do your due diligence. It's really important to find the people. And once you've found the key people, then they are the ones that can really help you accelerate your business.
0: There you go and and, like you said, making mistakes can be bad. I've had friends that have done clothes, and uh, you know sometimes the you know they've done a run with a hundred two hundred thousand dollars worth of clothes and and for some reason when it gets delivered, it's not what they agreed to, and you know there's all sorts of issues through the pipeline that go on or some sometimes deception and stuff, and so you know eating that amount of clothes sometimes almost put them out of business.
1: Okay. It's an important part is if you are producing offshore, mm-hmm. you should have an agent inspect the goods before it's shipped.
0: Mm-hmm. And you
1: pay like a 6% on top to have really? an agent, which it pays. If you have yeah. an agent, check out your goods before it's shipped. Is that okay? You're going from a production sample. Are these samples made? Are these garments made to the mm-hmm. production sample? And so you you know it really pays to have someone like that. Rather than having a good shipped. And you find out that you've actually got a warehouse full of. I was going to say shit, but I'm,
0: I mean, you know, you've really got. To know. <laughs> you just did. But I that's fine. We we allow on the show. So. Read my mind. There you go. The, uh, <laughs> this is kind of funny. I was going to say shit, but <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You know, it, 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 I, I'm, the cost of what was the thing I had? The cost of the shipping containers now. I know. I saw a graph the other day, mm-hmm. and it has soared the cost to ship and use shipping containers like it's just like the it just went like this so So it's a big deal i'm sure to 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 look at some of this stuff and you know you've got a you've got a you know factor those in so well six percent seems a little high to have the goods inspected i imagine you know tacking on the cost of shipping containers just can make it far worse if you're not careful
1: during COVID, they really it went ridiculous, the cost yeah. of a, a container. They've gone down a little bit now, but, yeah. you know, I think I you've really I got to look into wherever you're making your goods. Yeah. I
0: don't think that Houthi thing is helping either. that Houthi war where they're shooting at stuff in the Red Sea and, oh, and, and, all and the all pirates, the piratings yeah. that have been going on in Somalia. You know, it's not all good. That's why I stay home. I don't like pirates am against pirates. I know that's why I don't cruise either.
1: <laughs>
0: I, well, I'm against pirates. I've watched that pirates of the Caribbean too many times.
1: Yeah, no, it's, that's why I say you're starting out, try and produce domestically, mm-hmm. you know, knowing the people that you can work with. And I've got some good people I work with and recommend. I've got some mm-hmm. bad people I don't recommend, but there are some really good people out there.
0: <laughs> You've got a list. And yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and it depends on what part of the country you're in as well
0: ah there you go there you go so francis thank you very much for coming on the show we really appreciate it
1: you're very welcome i just want to say one thing as far as my journey you were asking about Mm has been very exciting i've been very lucky and honestly it's all been about networking i can't stress it enough for students young people they need to know you know, my first job interning opened up doors to a full-time job. My, te- my teaching started after I graduated college and they asked me to go back. So you never know, you know, who is going to be there for, for you to open up a door. And mm-hmm. so I say to young people all the time, important to get out, network, meet people, volunteer your time. Doors will open for you.
0: There you go. Networking is everything. Whether it's a social stru- structure for your personal life or business, you know, knowing people shaking hands, you know, the more opportunities you have in that circle as you expand it and widen it, just you never know who you're going to meet. And and sometimes you meet somebody and you're just like, I don't know about this person or whatever, but they can turn into a really viable, sometimes super important, sometimes sometimes they make a break your company, you know, the, a contact. And so you just never know. And so you've got to f- you've got to turn those numbers and work the uh, find those uh, diamonds in the in the mine there.
1: Yeah, I know my you know my own journey from you know designing for Priscilla Presley and designing for the Sultan of Brunei and having my name under license. All those things occurred because I met people who opened up the door for me. You know, and there then it still goes, and here we are today.
0: There you go. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks, Thank our audience, for tuning in. Order up her books, wherever fine books are sold. Fashion for Profit, January 23rd, 2023, and it's an 11th edition that just keeps right on selling, folks. Francis Harder's been on the show with us today. Go to Goodreads.com, Chess Chris Voss, LinkedIn.com, Chess Chris Voss, Chris Voss1 on the TikTokity, and Chris Voss, Facebook.com. Be good to each other, stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much.